Good evening and welcome to the candlelight service. My name is Justin and um, I'm Pastor D's son-in-law in town for the holidays and so glad to get to sing with you tonight. So would you stand um, as we sing together? Born 
with those around you as you sit. So peace of Christ, everyone. <laughs> so if you would, go ahead and take your seat. I know it's a cruel thing to have you stop greeting, right? Just like that. Well, we are certainly delighted that you are choosing to spend your Christmas Eve night with us. And whether this is your home church or you're visiting us from far away or visiting us from down the street, we are certainly glad that you are here. Our mission is simple. It's to lift up Christ. And that's what we aim to do tonight is to lift up Christ and to worship Christ since earth to be with us in the form of a baby and now existing with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. What a wonder that God would live among us and in us. And so that's what we're here to celebrate tonight. And we're glad you're here to celebrate with us. Speaking of celebrating, we like doing that around here. So next Sunday, you all are invited to come back. 10.30 in the morning is our New Year's Sunday breakfast. We love this time together. We meet over in our Family Life Center. We have egg casseroles, cinnamon rolls. We hang out. There's music, a devotional by Pastor D. We'd love to have you come, your children are welcome to be a part of that service. We don't have nursery or children's programming. It's a big, fun church family event. And speaking of children, we're so glad you brought your children with you tonight. You are welcome to be here. If they make a little noise, that's great, because they're supposed to be in here with us. And we are so glad to be together as one family. If you are on the end of the aisle on the right side, it's your job to lean over, grab that black notebook that's there, and you can send it down the row, sign it, let us know who you brought with you tonight. If you've got a note for us for the pastoral team, we read through those every week together and pray over you and the things that you write in there. So thank you for entering things in there. And you can learn who's next to you as you send it on down. So at this time, it's my pleasure to bring up a wonderful family. And we've got multiple generations of family. The Walkers are going to come up and read our final Advent reading of this season. So if you would, welcome the Walkers to the stage. We are the Walker family. I'm Kayla, and this is Grady. And I'm Brett, and this is Owen. And to Kayla's right are my parents, Jan and Charlie, as well as my brother, Scott. We will be lighting the fifth candle of the Advent wreath, the one which represents Christ, and leading us through this evening's reflection. Christians everywhere have been on a journey together for the past four weeks, aware that Mary will be giving birth this month to our Savior, Jesus. The purple and pink candles of this wreath symbolize the gifts that are promised with Christ's arrival. 
Hope. Peace. Joy. And so tonight, in anticipation of Jesus' birth, tomorrow, we light the center white candle. It symbolizes the greatest gift to us, the gift of God coming to earth in human form to save, heal, and transform us. The lighting of the Christ candle takes us back to the time when Mary first heard the good news that she would have a son. The son would be the promised savior, the one spoken of by the prophets, who is God's gift to the whole world. This week, we're going to give and receive presents, and we ask that God helps us open our hearts wide to receive the gift of God's son. We are so grateful for the incredible way that God entered the world through a baby, showed us the way to life through the teachings and ministry of Jesus, and then granted us open access to God through the Holy Spirit. And so we come to God asking to be filled with the marks of this season, true hope, peace, joy, and love. May we be as obedient as Mary, as faith-filled as Joseph, and as generous as the shepherds and wise men. Amen. <laughs> Would you stand with us again as we sing together? You've come to bring peace to be
redemption, God, with us. You are God with us. Oh, amen. You are. You are God with us. Oh, amen. You are. You are God. As you're seated, I'd like to welcome Pastor D. I join with the others who have said how great it is to be with you because it is wonderful to be together on this Christmas Eve. Um, those of you who are around much in this place know that I absolutely love children's books, and so I get the privilege every Christmas Eve of reading one of my favorites, and I have read some multiple times. I want to read this year, a Nancy Tillman book called The Spirit of Christmas. Some of you know it. 
For some, it will be new to you, but I hate reading it alone. And so, if there are any kids that would be willing to come up and join me up here and let me read. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to just go ahead and sit down right here. That enthusiasm made me incredibly happy, incredibly happy. Oh, and there are more who are coming. This is fabulous. And if there are any parents who need to accompany someone who's unwilling to come, you're more than welcome to do that. And if there are parents who just never got to do this as a kid and you would like to come and pretend you have a child, just come forward as well. You can come up here. You can sit right here. You can be all around. This is, oh my goodness. This is my all-time favorite crowd. Wow. And there are more still coming and coming. How many of you already know this book and have read it or had it read to you before? A few of you. For some, this is brand new, right? Okay, thank you. So here we go. We're going to jump right in. The title of this is The Spirit of Christmas, and I'm going to turn and show you the pictures, but they're also up there so others can see it as well, okay? So, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I love your wings. Please don't fly away until I'm done, okay? Then you can fly back to your seat. That would be wonderful. So I had just nodded off at a quarter past four, when the spirit of Christmas stepped in through the door. <laughs> yeah. With a great show of sparkles, he decked all my halls in tinsel and twinkles and bright shining balls. I was really quite fond of the trimmings he'd brought, but there's just something missing this Christmas, I thought. Bells, he said, not a tree. He said bells. Jingle bells, bells right away. Bells on a one-horse galloping sleigh. A toy soldier band dressed in matching red sashes. Candy cane tongues and marshmallow mustaches. Have any of you ever had a marshmallow mustache? A couple of you? Yeah. Kind of like when you have hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, okay. Everyone caroling songs of goodwill. Oh, do you see all of the animals? Do you know what they're singing? Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Nicely done. Everyone caroling songs of goodwill so merry that even the trees can't be still. I shook my head. You are really so kind, but it's just not exactly what I had in mind. He spoke to me then in a whisper of wings. There are gentle things the season brings. Like snow that lies silent, as quiet as a mouse. And roads that all lead to your grandmother's house. Nice. Ten lords a-leaping as seven swans swim. And of course, Santa Claus, I'm just getting to him. But I lifted my chin and stared up at the ceiling. I still wasn't getting that, that warm Christmas feeling. That's when the spirit of Christmas smiled. Remember this all began with a child? Because it took nothing but love to begin it, it's really not Christmas if love isn't in it. 
That's right. Your tree may be large as the room will allow with a big yellow star on the uppermost bough. But of one thing I'm certain, I'm sure of one thing, it is love that makes the angels sing. And that's when I got it. That's when I knew the thing that was missing from Christmas is you. And so then, my darling, wherever you roam, may you always feel safe, but may you always come home. For as long as the world still spins and still hums, wherever you are and no matter what comes, the best part of Christmas will always be you beneath my Christmas tree. <laughs> and you are loved. Every one of you. That's the Christmas story. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming up here. <clears throat> wow. We're going to have a scripture reading at this time that comes out of Luke, and uh, it's a telling of what this season is all about. Good evening, church. Hi, there we go. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But an angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those whom have favor. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The word of the Lord. This uh, Christmas is particularly special for me. Um, I don't spend a lot of time talking about my family during messages, but it is so nice to have um, both of my girls and their husbands home for Christmas, this particular um, Christmas celebration. To have us all together is a real treat. Um, I recall a very special time that I think was uh, almost exactly 28 years ago tonight. Uh, my wife was at the piano in about the same spot almost three decades ago, and she sang a song in this place that I believe was taken from a um, 1967 Barbara Streisand album. And the song was The Best Gift. Ian O'Coon was the author of that. And the best gift is this wonderful story that Barbara Streisand sings that talks about this 
little child being such an incredible gift. My oldest at the time was about three months shy of being two years old. And I don't think my wife was aware of what I had decided to do, but I had taken her little daughter back behind the stage here, and as soon as she came to that closing refrain of the song, I just pushed Sutton out onto the stage, and she just kind of waddled over to the piano bench, and my wife grabbed her and picked her up and held her. And it was um, a moment for which I got permission to do at the time, but it was a particularly um, precious moment that now, these many years later, to have my family together, I didn't push my oldest out from behind the curtain. I don't think she would have been willing to do that tonight. But made it incredibly special for me. A song that had a message that was pretty similar to Nancy Tillman's book. Two songs that speak quite a bit about the way in which God cares for us. And as we consider this passage of scripture that comes from Luke chapter 2, I would like to take you through what is an amazing storyline that you've heard before. But in Luke chapter 2, we actually begin right in the middle of the story. Just like sometimes a good book or a good movie drops you right into the middle of the plot, so the reading tonight does that exact same thing. We really, if we started at chapter 2, verse 1, we would read the verse that in our fellowship this morning we referenced, where it says that in those days, Caesar Augustus sent out a decree that there would be a census of the entire Roman kingdom. And so as a result of that, Mary and Joseph had to leave where they lived in Nazareth and make their way down to their city of origin, Bethlehem. Now this journey, if you're familiar at all with the geography or the maps of Israel, you know that Nazareth lies to the north of Jerusalem quite a few miles, and Bethlehem is only about four or five miles south of Jerusalem. So really the only pathway to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem is to go right through Jerusalem. And you can imagine if everybody is migrating to their town of origin, what it might be like on the main thoroughfare trying to make your way south. As you get closer and closer to Jerusalem, closer and closer to such a large main city, a city from which so many people had come, and from where many had migrated to other towns, the road was certainly packed. The city itself, we know, was packed, as was Bethlehem when they made their way south of town. I'm just wondering, certainly no cars, but were there some type of traffic jams? Was it packed out where the donkeys, the camels, the mules, the horses could not get through because there were so many people making their way to and through Jerusalem? I have this image for those of you who have seen the wonderful musical La La Land, that they're stuck on the highway and honking of horns and people upset. And in the midst of that, 
feels incredibly unrealistic, but somebody gets out of their car and to the tune of honking cars begins to sing and make an incredible song and moment out of what seems like a miserable moment. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened on the road through Jerusalem. Not only does this story lend itself to great musicals and great songs and incredible orchestration as people have been so inspired by these passages of scripture, but this story itself is in so many ways a musical. We have in this storyline the angels who appear to the shepherds and they began to shout the praises of God and to sing or to say, I can't imagine that it was not set to some type of music, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to all men. But this is not the first time that there has been music in this. We have in chapter 1 the magnificent song of Mary, the Magnificat. We have the song of Zechariah who tells of his journey and having a child with his wife Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary. This entire passage seems like it is fit to be set to song. And even more than that, major portions are a song. What is the song for us this evening? This Christmas Eve setting for each one of us. What is the song for you and for me? I hope that the message you hear that might leave a melody in your heart, whatever that melody might be, that the message is that this song is for you. It is for you. That's really the message that we have here. There are all kinds of situations to which we can probably relate. Moments in the story that might resonate with you and with me. Situations and circumstances that turned sweet Mary's life upside down. Not exactly what she had anticipated, but this incredibly bright years ahead of her age, insightful woman who responds to the angel Gabriel with incredible sense of obedience and willingness to be part of wherever God might lead her. But circumstances that she could have never predicted. And in the midst of this upheaval, it is as if God is sending a message to Mary that says, and this song is for you. That the wise men who come from countries away, their lives changed by what they had studied and what they had come to believe don't know how they were accepted back in their home country, what it might have been like to have ideas that were out of the ordinary, share their thoughts of what they saw in the stars. I don't know if they were pushed aside, if these were the only ones who bought into this, or if they garnered a following. But their lives were changed in direction as they followed a star that led them to Bethlehem. But certainly the way in which this message came to them, I can't imagine that they didn't hear a melody that said, this song, this is for you. 
I don't know if they appeared as unexpected guests to Mary and Joseph. Not quite certain what we're going to do with you, but so glad you came. Sure, come on in. You're welcome. And then gifts. Gifts that I'm sure were a surprise. I've wondered a number of times if Mary ever thought when the gifts were open. I wonder if I could exchange the myrrh for the pair of shoes that I really wanted. I don't know if that was the case, but I'm not sure what they expected of the gifts. But here they were in this moment, Joseph trying to make sense of the message from Gabriel, the words of Mary, a newborn child trying to provide, figure out how he takes care of his family in the midst of promises that didn't guarantee for him anything other than God's presence. But it appears for Joseph that was enough. Because for Joseph, this song is for you. And finally, we come to where we started with this story. The shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Keeping busy doing what was their calling to do. Their job, just like yours. On a Monday morning, a Tuesday morning, a Wednesday morning, showing up for work again. Taking care of what it means to take care of life. Shepherds, though, did not have the best lot in life in that particular culture. Their status in the social ranks was not all that great. And their work hours kept them apart from a lot of the socializing that others might do. Sometimes seasonal work, wondering what it might be when the season is over and how they might provide for their own needs and if they had a family, the needs of others. And yet it was to them that the angels appeared in chorus, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill on those on whom God's favor rests. Oh, shepherds, this song is for you. This melody is for you. And so this Christmas season, my prayer, my hope for all of us is that we might hear the good news, the message of truth, the hope, the expectation, in the midst of the flurry and food and craziness and hecticness and all of the circumstances that distract us, don't miss the melody that was written with you in mind. For the spirit of Christmas is that the good news is for you. I'm going to invite Justin to come back on up and the musicians Thank you to Bill and Kay for uh, leading us. We're going to, in just a few moments, begin a lighting of our candles. If you didn't receive one and would like to receive one, there are still plenty, I'm sure, at the back. If you need to grab one, please feel free to do so. We're going to ask that uh, as we begin to light the candles, you stay seated for a few moments. 
There'll become a point in time where I invite you to stand, or maybe Justin will, when we get to a song where it, uh, a verse in the song where it looks like all of the candles have been lit. I do ask, just because of what we did this summer in trying to put in new chairs and new carpet, that you use the little boba shades that keep the wax from dripping down instead of creating wonderful hand wax that uh, creates new functions, that maybe you could wait till you get out of the sanctuary before you participate in some of those wonderful endeavors. This is a wonderful time where one single light from the Christ candle begins to make its way, as it did from shepherds and wise men, from Mary and Joseph, from Gabriel, as it begins to spread into a place that desperately needs the light. In Bethlehem, the flurry of the census caused so much activity. But it is inevitable, no matter how much activity and business we have, that eventually our waking hours give way to sleep. It's inevitable our body will shut down and it says, I can't go a step further. I can't do one more thought. I need to let go and rest. And so certainly at some point in time, regardless of the census and the crowd of people, Bethlehem gave way to a silent night. And into that place, the good news came for you. I invite the pastoral staff to come and join me as we allow this light to spread from the Christ candle to all of us this evening. Father, may these moments be yours. Help us to know what it means to allow our lives to be yours, our families to be yours. May this powerful message from you to us this morning, this evening. Change our focus so that all that takes place points our hearts toward the love that you've expressed for us. We thank you, Lord. Amen.
you stand with us? come down, I hope you turn around and notice all that's around you. Thank you. That's what I was hoping for. From one single candle, from one single light, the good news spreads. It spreads when we are willing to say, ooh, that song was for me. And now, I want someone else to hear the song as well. I want somebody else to know the good news. So the thing that makes Christmas so special is the birth of the child who changed everything. With that in mind, what makes it come home for sure is you. You joining us tonight. You joining us in this community. God's allowing us to be part of each other's journey. It is you. And tonight that message so powerfully rings. That melody that has spanned thousands of years night we celebrate and we lift our voices just and lead us as we sing out our joy in this moment.
Thank you for being part of this evening with us. Thank you for being part of this community. It is a joy to be with you. Just a couple words of instruction. There are some among our community of faith that have asked about giving, um, coming down to the end of the year. For those who are wanting to, we'll have two baskets over here by this far speaker to your right, that if you're wanting to uh, um, give of your tithes and offerings this week, you're welcome to do that. I also would ask that uh, the candles that you have, you're welcome to keep them if you'd like, but if you'd like to uh, um, return them, uh, there'll be a basket here and baskets at the doors, I believe. It would be nice if you blew them out before you put them in the basket. That would be very helpful. Um, actually, it would be helpful if you blew it out a few moments beforehand so that the wax can solidify a little bit. You're welcome to blow them out now if for some reason you want to keep them lit until they burn all the way down as some kind of symbol for yourself. That's great as well. I just want to say Merry Christmas. May God bless you. May God keep you. May this season be a season of celebration of all that is God's best in your life. For the good news message is for you. Go in God's peace and God's love. Have a great holiday. God bless you. <laughs>